Marin. Hello and welcome to the Getting Ellie's podcast. Today is episode number 12 and I'm joined by uh, Ian Finley. Um, Ian, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me and it's exciting. And yeah, I listened to uh, one of the episodes of one of the boxers, so uh, it was cool, cool to come on. Yeah, um, and so so if d- someone doesn't know who you are, um, give a who are you in two minutes sort of this uh, uh, doing a little breakdown. Yeah, so I'm Ian Finley. Um, you know, I'm a transformation coach. Worked with quite a lot of athletes in the past, some high level athletes. Um, more towards transformations now. Still, where I'm working with athletes, I've just newly opened my um, own gym as well. Um, got a degree in sports science. Um, and yeah, I believe I'm kind of at the forefront of the industry in terms of education and my results as well. So, um, that's me in a, in a short scenario. Um, I don't really have much going on. Um, you know, I, I really, I like the, the kind of simple things in life, spending time with my friends, family, having a laugh, the banner, the odd night out. And yeah, that's me. And obviously quite into MMA now, um, in terms of, um, obviously coaching athletes. That's my kind of niche in terms of athletes is MMA athletes and, Obviously, have my own uh, businesses outside of that. So I've got Ian Finley, the academy. Um, we've got, well, we had about 100 people on it, but we've kind of ch- restructured it now. And I've got my own one-to-one online coaching and uh, my own one-to-one in, in person as well. And the athletes on the side. So busy guy, as well <laughs> as the gym as well. So busy guy, um, getting after it, really. Not messing about then, really, are we? Um, no, not at all. Look, for someone who's transitioned from being a coach on the floor to running your own gym, What's that journey been like for you then? Because a lot of people will say, oh, I dream of it, I dream of it, but you've kind of made it a reality. Um, <laughs> I mean, from possibly charging 20, 30 pounds an hour uh, just for a one-to-one session to now having your own gym where you welcome people to your place sort of thing. How's, what's that been like? You know, if you were to say even this time last year, I was going to have my own gym, I'd be like, shut the, shut the hell up. Um, what's the language barrier like in this podcast? You like to swear? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, Mate, is, um, I don't think there'll be any children uh, listening. So <laughs> no, no. So I'd be like, shut the fuck up. Not a chance. But um, <clears throat> it's weird when you're in this situation because I don't feel like it's almost like being an anti climax at the moment. It's because I'm not quite where I want to be yet. But you know, last year, this time last year, I was in hospital and off work for five weeks, um, or kind of last March, just from being overworked in the gym floor, and that gave me the kick up the ass. I needed to kind of restructure my business and. Um, and really start changing things. So yeah, it's been, what I was doing before is burning myself out. I was obviously, I'm very clever in terms of the um, intricate details and science side of things, but I probably wasn't given as good value as I am now to my clients because I obviously have a small level number of clients, one-to-one in person. And obviously I'm just having to very structure my days a lot better to have enough time for my academy clients, my one-to-ones which have massively reduced and my online clients and obviously now to grow the training club. Um, but the training clubs, uh, it's it's going to be massive. It's um, very exciting, and it's it's literally a brand now. People even just love stuff like the logo. They're asking for kind of casual wear and stuff. But um, you know, we have the three best coaches in the country, and under my facility, myself, uh, Connor, and Wallace. Um, we all get like crazy transformations. So it's uh, it's very uh, looking very good for the training club as well. So exciting times. It, it is, and a lot of people will recognise uh, Wallace. Um, from obviously the TV appearance. Um, and it, I, I had to take a second look when I, I was like, I've, I've seen that, I've seen him before somewhere. Cause obviously I, I knew of you and I knew, uh, knew you sort of thing. And then obviously I was like, 
I've seen that. Did already know someone's face, but couldn't. Yeah. And then obviously I, I clicked. And I was like, ah, that I see now. Um, and how has that been? Then obviously the is that helped, or do you just think that obviously your experience and results just speak some for themselves? Um. So firstly, with Wallace, obviously being in Love Island, he got, you know, almost thrown under the rug. I'd say. Um. He came across very boring on Love Island, and but it's not Wallace at all. Like it's like. I think you you you're you're in luck and stuff in Love Island. If you get they either show you or the or the one, and he didn't really get shown, so he probably came across boring. From what I'm I know of Wallace, he's like the most immature, not immature, but in a in a in a jokey way. You know, just yeah. like he's like me, just 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 here for a laugh, here for a good time. And so yeah, he that's I didn't get shown of him, so um he probably got a bit of a disservice on Love Island. But nonetheless, I wouldn't say it's actually helped in terms of Love Island because like the people that probably attract is kind of like. Obviously, it'd be like younger girls, kind of what, and you know what I mean, like to, to, to speak to them or something or a, a selfie, whatever. But so I wouldn't say it's helped the gym um, as much as it has. I mean, we got, um, luckily, like we got TCA gear on here, so we got sorted out with that and stuff through walls, which is which is good. But in terms of the actual gym, um, it's it's not really been too much of a help. But um, it's always good to have a bit more of a wider audience for him and his own business. So I'd imagine. But yeah, um, my business partners Connor and Wallace were were on the ball. So uh, yeah, we've got a good group for sure. And uh, and I know you from your standards that there wouldn't be a dip in standards at all it doesn't matter if it's if it's a big name it would it, the standards would have to be at a certain level um because obviously i've seen some of your results um you obviously work with ross as well um which we're going to talk about um in a minute and the fact that as i say the name will not let you just deceive you if you like into um bringing anything in um for sure. But touching on, um, touching there on uh, working with Ross, how, how, how is it for you working with someone like Ross? Because obviously he's a cage warrior champion. He's in Bellator now, and I am guaranteed he will be wearing that Bellator strap soon. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, it was class. So um, obviously Ross is kind of from near where I live. Yeah. Um, obviously cage warriors, world champion, uh, very successful. And very good record as well. And just obviously his last fight was fighting MVP. He's had a few hard fights. His last fight was against Nicholas Dab. He was obviously being re-signed to the UFC after that fight. And probably one of the biggest bloodbaths in MMA history that fight as well. So um, it's, uh, it's uh, you know, that obviously a lot of people know about that fight, which has obviously definitely helped his credentials as well. So, um, but yeah, in terms of obviously he's fighting MVP last, um, probably one of the hardest guys to fight in, on the planet in terms of his striking ability. Um, <laughs> such a dangerous fight as well. So, um, obviously, it's his first loss, but, you know, if you obviously understand him main stuff, he did very well. And, yeah, the game plan was the game plan. That's why the fight looked the way, the way it did. But um, for sure, yeah, I think he'd definitely have the belt or title. Um, not the start that you wanted, obviously. Um, I'd love to have him here to say that. But, um, yeah, he's been training hard in the background, um, getting good spy runs. And, you know, we're Lee Edwards, Fabian Edwards and stuff down at Renegade. So, Lee Edwards is probably the best welterweight on the planet in the UFC. He's just not got the belt yet, but he will. So he's definitely got some good rounds in and his, he'll be bringing a different game to his next fight for sure. Yeah, and MVP as a fighter is probably one of the most awkward people to train for and to be able to go three rounds with him, uh, go the go distance with him, as well as, to be fair, he, winning a, a round, I, if you're a good, if you are a, a proper MMA fan and a lot of people will judge a fight differently by damage and stuff like that. Ross was in that fight 100% till the very end. Um, yeah. And for me, I, I still think there was parts of it where I was like, he's winning this fight. 
he's definitely winning this fight. And other people are like, oh, MVP, because a, a name sometimes influences people's decision. Um, for sure, yeah. People, uh, um, people blow smoke up MVP's arse for a reason, because he's phenomenal. Um, yeah. They kind of bum him up, because he's exciting to watch. But if anyone knows anything about MMA, you, if he if Ross went in and we just try to like you know outstrike MVP, one of the best strikers on the planet, that's obviously not the game plan. So that's why the fight went the speed it did. And again, Ross obviously winning the first round. Um, again, he probably could have done more on the floor in the first round in an ideal situation. But that's I'm not a fighter, so it's not for me to say. But and he probably did miss a couple of takedown uh, takedowns later in the in the other rounds which could have changed the fight completely but yeah um, quality performance though, even even still so he should be should be buzzing with that to be honest but obviously knowing Ross and an MMA fighter are not obviously not happy with a loss so no of course and I've seen Ross train over in Cowbon when I was with Till um, I remember yeah. Ross coming down with uh, Chris Duncan right? yeah, yeah 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 Chris Duncan yes uh, and I remember both of them coming down and the the re- resilience behind the training it, it's not just like you get knocked down, you come back up. It's it's constant. I mean, it's not knocked down. You stay down, sorry, and then come back up. It's coming back straight up, straight up. I mean, as you mentioned, um, people will recognise the Dalby fight uh, and the the photo of both of them stood on the uh, sat on top of the cage, just covered in blood. Yeah, um, it's cool. Eh? It, it, it's cool, but on the other side of it, it it's a bit mental, isn't it? Hey? A few brain cells lost in that fight, I'd imagine. <laughs> I can definitely imagine. Um, so, why did you go into uh, train, wanting to train M- athletes in MMA? Then, what, what was your? Obviously, you mentioned you're not. You mentioned you're not a fighter. Um, but what was the attraction to? It sounds pretty bad saying this, but I was just sick of soft footballers, mate. Um, like, this is honestly the answer, and I've probably got a few, maybe some of my uh, followers might be watching this. And uh, footballers I've worked with in the past, I don't mean you specifically, but. Your stuff like, oh, you know, it was raining, thinking my session done. It's like, toughen the fuck up, mate. Like, it's a bit of rain, do you know what I mean? Like, I don't have time for that. Um, So, yeah, um, obviously, you started working with Ross because he was down, you know, the Velocity boys, Jamie Velocity. Um, he trains Auntie Joshua. Um, so that, Ross was down working with them for a bit and then started working with them after that. And then that's how I got into MMA. So, obviously, studied all Ross's fights for kind of countless hours and then obviously all MMA stuff around that, just kind of movement patterns, energy systems and stuff. And then just kind of like the intricate detail of the, the programming, um, different fighting styles. So I, I train a striker, different type train a grappler, yeah. um, a wrestler, etc. So um, that intricacy and variance kind of lit up for me. Obviously, did well with Ross, got him absolutely flying, and then started getting other fighters off the back of that, such as um, Dylan Manning from Ireland. So he used to um, used to be in Cage Warriors. He's fighting on the 26th of June, and Young Finn Wright. Um, probably one of the hottest prospects in the country. Um, he's fighting on the 26th of June. Funnily enough, Dylan lives in Ireland. Finn lives in uh, Elgin, near where I live. Um, they're my two, two fighters, and they're on the same card, on the same show, which is class. So I'll definitely go down for that. Um, and Finn Wright, he's, uh, he's class. He's a grafter. Uh, I think Finn's like 21, 20 or whatever, but he's, he's a hard worker. And, yeah, he's in the Commonwealth Wrestling Squad now, so he's got a, a big future ahead of him uh, for sure. So um, working with them is just like, seeing how hungry they are. They're not, like, MMA fighters are hard. They're tough. Um, so a bit of rain, he's not, like, Finn's going to be out there in the rain. Like, especially Dylan Manning, if you don't know him, get to know him. He's a he's a grafter. So, um, see, like, for working with people like that, it makes me more motivated. But not every football, that's just painting everyone the same paintbrush, but a lot of them are like, oh, you know, it's a bit wet, it's a bit windy. It's like, come on, mate. So that's, so that's basically why. 
and to be fair, they've stereotyped themselves, uh, and I'll put my neck on the line by saying it, they've stereotyped themselves, and I've been a footballer, I've been the, the one who moaning in the rain, um, but, I mean, you go down, the, the, the theory of going down easy for a tackle and all this, I mean, it's been stereotyped, and it influences the game, and that's why they do it, and they, someone can change my mind, but that's why they do it, because they want to influence the decision of the referee, um, Don't get me wrong, there is a few I've worked with in the past, especially our, lo uh, our local professional team, um, who are so sound, proper, <laughs> proper, genuine lads and grafters as well. But on the whole, they're just um, a bit soft, to be honest, for me, for what I want to work with my my idea. So, um, but yeah, no disrespect to them. Uh, some of them are on the ball in their class, but <laughs> just not. I'm try that's me trying to cover my back now. Eh? Yeah. <laughs> like, I've, played, I've played some Sunday League and there's some horrible, tough people in that. Uh, but then you play the Saturday League and it's a complete different game. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, um, yeah. I know a few some solid people who play football, but um, like I said, on the whole, there's some. It's, it's not it's not my cup of tea, to be honest. No. But um, on the other hand, a guy that I had working for me for a while, Soccer Shemp Science, Lee Matheson, he's right into the physiology of football. Hence his name, Soccer Shemp Science, and he's a smart, smart guy. So he's obviously right into it as well. So, and um, we all almost structured my um, business around he does the footballers and I do the MMA fighters and um, so that was the way we structured it as such um, but yeah So do you mainly just focus on working one-to-one -one with MMA fighters rather than general clients as such? Um, no I'm I'm fussy about who I take so MMA fighters I only work with probably three or four um, right. and the rest of my clients are general public one-to-one -one transformations and um, to be honest, the clients I have right now is phenomenal. I'm just so lucky. I don't know if it's just because the way I put myself across, I attract a certain kind of niche. But at the moment, my clients are just phenomenal. Um, hard workers, getting it done, just getting transformations and making me look phenomenal. So, yeah, I, I'm lucky at the moment. Um, probably the best position in my life in terms of my career. Um, in terms of transformations, I'm getting the results, the, the, the leads I'm getting, the people who want to work with me. Um, yeah, and in terms of MMA fighters, I had a UFC athlete from Liverpool. You're in Liverpool. Yes. Yeah, I had a UFC athlete from Liverpool. Um, I want to mention a name, but he, um, you know, he wanted to work with me. So we got him all set up, spent hours in the program and stuff. And like I said, I just hate dealing with bullshit and just like black or white. And it took him two or three weeks to do his first session. And I just cut him after that. I was like, I'm not doing it, mate. Um, so yeah, and I, it was my dream since I was a kid to work for a UFC athlete. But I had so much going on. I was like, try to open a gym, do this, do that. I was kind of spinning too many plates. And I just like, no, fuck this kind of thing. <laughs> Hopefully it goes on to do well again. But um, it was just like, we had it all sorted and stuff. Yeah. I did my bit and then he just, it took him two, three weeks to do one session. I was like, mate, come on. So that was me. Um, yeah, so I'm very careful about who I work with. Take it, take it wisely. Uh, and I've, I've, you know what, I've, no, I've noticed that myself with um, working with some athletes in, a lot of them don't want to put the hard work in, but they want the rewards from the hard work, if that makes sense. And once again, not stereotyping all athletes, but there is a percentage that do that sort of thing where they're like, yeah, I want this one, that one, this. And then when you say, right, this is what you need to do, they're like, no, no, I'm not doing that sort of thing. Um, and as you mentioned, it, for me as well, um, working with that, um, someone from the UFC was just mental. Um, mm -hmm. And then to do, obviously, Tom's camp on the back of Darren as well. Obviously, Darren's been injured and unfortunately been injured again. Um so I, I get what you mean with work with an athlete and your the difference is I think your standards are so high and people get that and people, as you mentioned, your transformations, people understand working with you, if they don't pull their weight, they're getting cut. 
It doesn't matter. That's who the thing, are. yeah. I say to people, I'm like, uh, two seconds, an automatic light I've got. Um, <laughs> I'm like, I'm basically like, look around you. Everyone else is getting transformations. You're not getting it for a reason. I guess I, I've got 30 transformations right now I've not posted just because I'm not around them. And it's like, I'm getting transformations. Everyone else is like, you're on the exact same stuff as them. It's like, you know, there's a there's a there's a pattern here. So like, you need to be pulling your way. And I just gonna be open as people are paying me to tell to call them out on the bullshit. And that's the thing. Yes. Um, I'm quite like black and white. Like this is what you're doing or this is what you're not doing. And I yes. think people kind of respect a lot more because you're more open and honest with them. And from the get go, I kind of voice what I expect from them. And like, this is what I expect week to week, month to month. If you do that, you will get here. If you don't, you're not going to, as simple as that. You'll get lost in the wind and people kind of, they respect that. And then uh, most of my clients, um, yeah, are, are on the ball and they're just smashing it. So happy days and credit to them. Yeah, but as you say, um, as well as credit to them, it's also a big credit to yourself. And, and listen, I mean, I'm, I'm more than happy to give other people credit because they deserve to be noted for the work they do. And it's one of the main reasons I asked you to come on I mean I'm not asking anyone anyone just for the sake of it but I've seen your work I've seen your standard I've, I've listened to your podcast you know I mean I know what standards you're at and for someone who's quite relatively new to the industry in personal training in nutrition and stuff like this I look at someone like yourself and go a great goal to be at a great achievement yeah. to be at and to be open in the gym and stuff like that it's it's it brings Michael's real, if that makes sense. Seeing someone yeah, achieve sure. it, uh, and the people like, oh, I want to go to America and do the American dream and all this. Go to America, then. That's the start. You got to go. Do you know I mean? And, Actually, yeah. Um, and seeing stuff like that, it's it's quite refreshing in a way to see people achieving big things. Um, and one thing you mentioned there about your clients uh, getting lost in the wind is motivation. All right. A lot of people will make decisions when they're motivated and wonder why they've not succeeded. What's your view on motivation? And for me, I think it's overrated, massively yeah. overrated, because it's it's a it's a it's a state of mind. For sure. Um, and um, I've listened to one of your episodes about it, so I know you're really really strong on this. Uh, so yeah, the thing is, with motivation is like. I say to people, you'll sign up and you signed up because you're motivated, but you're not, you'll never get a transformation of motivation. You'll, you'll be motivated for two weeks and trust me, after two weeks, your motivation will be away. That's why so many people, they start a fitness journey or they go to the gym and in two, three weeks, they'll just dwindle off because they're relying on motivation. But the best thing you can do is understand, I'm not motivated, you're not motivated, my clients are motivated. But what they are is they're disciplined and they're, they're, they're painting a picture of a new person. So if you're, for example, got more body fat than you want, that's the result and a reflection of your lifestyle. So if you keep your lifestyle the same, you're going to be the same. There's something, something has to give, something has to change because you look like that, you feel like that because of what you've been doing in the past. So if you want to look like something else down the line and look better, look different, um, you're going to have to do something different. So the thing I always say to people is, they always say, oh, I'm trying to lose weight instead of I am losing weight or I'm trying I'm trying to go to the gym instead of I am going to the gym. Um, I read Jim, James Clear's book, Atomic, Atomic Habits, and it says something about, you know, it, it, there's a study that shows if you're trying to stop smoking and you say, oh, you know what, I actually don't want that cigarette, I'm trying to stop smoking, yeah. then it's almost painting a negative picture because you said you're trying. So someone goes, are you sure? And you're like, oh, you know what, go on then, I'll have it because I'm trying. I've not succeeded here, but I'm trying. Right? If you say, oh, you know what, I don't want that cigarette, sorry, I'm a non-smoker or I don't smoke, and that's it. 
plain and black and white, you're not you're not a smoker and they're not going to offer you a second time and then you can't go back on your words really then. So instead of someone being like, oh, you know, I'm trying, to, I'm trying to do my gym sessions, paint the picture and be like, you know what, I am now the person that goes to the gym. I'm now the person that doesn't miss a session. I'm now the person that you know, organizes my food in advance. I'm now the person that keeps active. I'm now the person that makes smarter choices instead of I'm the person that's trying to. No, no, you, you are that person now because you're changing your life. It's a lifestyle switch and you want to, you want to look better and look in the mirror. You want to feel better in a bikini. You want to look better with your top off. You want to feel better getting changed in front of your partner. Going for two or three weeks of motivation is not going to get you that. But paint yourself the picture of, you know what, I am this person now. So, like, now I am the best transformation transformation coach in Scotland. That is why I'm working towards. If I'm keeping that in my head, I am becoming that because I am. Then I'm going to become that one day. Instead of I'm trying. If I'm trying, if I fall short, it's like, you know what, I tried. No, it's like, I am going to be. So that's the kind of way you have to flip, flip that mindset. Um, and yeah, just probably went a bit deep into that there. I feel quite no, no, no. That, that was uh, a little bit more than I ever thought that it was going to come out with that question. Um, but I knew, I know uh, that book itself, uh, it, it changed a lot of my mindset um, and stuff because the, I, um, I, 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 um, another one is I want to lose weight. Well, you can lose weight. Do you know I mean yeah. it's, it's a change? It's a change of a word or two that can change a complete mindset. And people will, people don't realize there's two types of motivation: intrinsic and extrinsic, and they don't quite quite grasp which one they're at. Um, yeah. And they think that they always there's all they all they always feel motivated when there's a reward at the end all the time, all the time, all the time. But if you increase the value of why you're doing things as well. I mean, increase the value that how much you absolutely hate looking yourself in the mirror. Right, I hate that look. I'm going to change it. Um, yeah. that side to it as well. Um, you posted a great post a couple of weeks ago, um, saying your partner is the problem, and I've, I've mentioned it to you. Right? <laughs> so that is probably one of the best posts I've seen on social media for a very, very, very long time because it hit home. Okay. Relatable, right? 100%. And I can guarantee you, you had your your insights on that would be ridiculous because sure. every person, if they're currently with a partner or not, would resemble to that at some point. Because there's so many where people I work with, people I have worked with, and stuff that go, it's my partner's fault. Yeah. I, my partner had a pint the other night, so I had a glass of wine. Don't have to. You can say no sort of thing. Um, for someone who hasn't seen the post, can you summarise it up a little bit? I've, I've kind of took a little bit off it, but can you summarise nah, it? Up? So, it was a bit of clickbait, to be honest. So I, quite, I do that quite a lot of my emails. So I put, like, for example, I put, like, Geffen, I'm sorry. That'll be the, the, the caption. Um, it just, it's the way it's um, thinking of the first name, and that means you click on it. So if I put your partner as a problem, people are gonna, it triggers people. Like, what the fuck? What's wrong with my partner? So I click on the post, and that's the first thing I did, just to get people to click on it. And then it's basically like, if you're a female listening to this or a male, whatever, so females in general can have to consume less calories than the males because they don't expend as many calories per day because of their height, their weight, their body composition, their amount of muscle mass, and generally about the move as well, okay? And then, again, males, obviously, they're taller generally and more muscle mass generally. They're generally more active in terms of the, the jobs. It's, that's not been sexist. It's just the facts, um, at the moment, um, yeah, so obviously males burn more calories per day. And then what happens is females will 
you know, at the weekend, be with the partners and they're going to eat the exact same as the partners because you're with each other for breakfast. You have the same breakfast, you have the same lunch, you have the same dinner, which means you consume the same calories. Now for the male, they might be able to eat 3,000 calories a day and maintain their body weight because they burn 3,000 calories a day. However, for the female, they only burn 1,800 calories a day. So when they consume 3,000, they've uh, 1,200 calories more than they actually can to maintain their weight. So they're putting on body fat. And then they're thinking, oh, you know what, Michael here, you know, he's got really fast metabolism. That's why he's not putting on weight. It's like, well, no, Michael's six foot two, 85 kilos. Like, that's why he can eat more than you and not put on weight. Whereas you're five foot three, she's sedentary office job, um, a lot smaller, a lot less muscle mass, which means you'll burn less calories in a day, meaning he can consume more. And that's why your partner's a problem because they're actually, you're eating the same as them and thinking you're going to get um, the same results as them where it's completely different. Obviously, you have to, um, adjust accordingly for the amount you burn a day and your obviously general activity your job lifestyle and um, body composition etc so that was the post basically triggered a few people but it hit home because everyone can relate to it because even if you don't have a partner and um, someone's going to have a male figure in their life somewhere and um, where it's a dad brother friend and they'll obviously see how much they eat and not put on weight and they're like how the fuck can't i do that obviously the post will explain it so um yeah it kind of hit home it was good because I, I was so bad for before putting into so much detail in terms of sciencey stuff and you know it was good but i'm a lot more relatable now um which is actually because of my business mentor i've got and um, he's gonna hit the pain points and stuff and it's got people it'll get people in um i'm being able to resonate and then once people can feel understood then they'll buy from you as such and you know it's, it's almost like salesy um, I'm, I'm a, i own a business i have to be salesy at some point i've got to make money so yeah that's the way it goes but that was the post yeah and i do you know what i agree with it because there's been many many times where me and my girlfriend have sat down and I've had this and she's had the same and then do you know I mean the, the results are going to be different aren't they yeah for sure and obviously you I mean there's there's that aspect where a female body will burn a little bit less calories um than a male <laughs> yeah <laughs> you, played, you played hide and seek with you night mode um but yeah a female body will burn less calories than a male um is it 25 to 33 percent less yeah um, so they might eat the same but you might eat the same as your partner but if you are a female you might have to work out a little bit more or hit doing that's why i focus more on trying trying to explain to clients about the neat and how important neat is then going yeah, to sure. then going to the gym and doing an hour on the treadmill and I'm not saying there's anything wrong with walking for an hour on a treadmill, but there is better ways to spend an hour in the gym um, is my way behind sure. it. And people will compare, um, this is a bit off, off track now, <laughs> people will compare a little bit um, between cardio and weights and which is best for fat loss. What's your take on it? Um, because I know, I mean, you very well educated in a, a reliable uh, resource if you like uh, what's your take on all of that well the thing is with, with with people they want to look a certain way so guys in general i'm generalizing here want to look like they got a bit of muscle mass a bit of athleticism about them females want to have bigger glutes you know maybe legs look a little bit stronger look a bit stronger upper body be lean toned defined for the midsection that's how females want to look and to get that you need to be create you obviously need to be building a bit of muscle okay so you go and run if you look at a runner Runners look skinny as such as the look that they have. If you go and look at a sprinter, for example, a long-distance runner will look skinny. If you look at a sprinter, generally, they've got, a, uh, they've got physiques that a guy want, a guy will want, and then obviously the female sprinters have a physique that they, they, 
the females want. And if you look at their training, the resistance training a lot. And the reason for that is, is because when you're resistance train, so let's say you hit thrust 80 kilos, that's fine, that's cool. If you hit thrust 100 kilos, you're creating that much more mechanical tension and mechanical tension is a driving factor behind muscle gain. So if you're hit thrust in 100 kilos and your glutes are going to grow, and given that you're progressive overloading and getting adequate nutrition, which means your physique's going to change. You're going to have a better illusion from your waist is going to look smaller, your glutes are going to look bigger, you're going to look more athletic, etc. You will not get that from running. However, resistance training is obviously making you into a certain shape by creating mechanical tension. Again, you're chasing that progress and over time your physique's going to change. And you can go through something called mechanical transduction or body recomp, and meaning that you don't even lose weight, you just that your body composition is improving, so you're building muscle, losing fat, but your weight's staying the same as a result. So um, again, in terms of what burns more calories, if you go and stand, uh, sit and do intervals in the treadmill, chances are you might burn more calories, but you're not going to look as good because you're not going to be building that shape that you want. You're not going to be building the, the glutes or guys, you're not gonna, your chest is not going to be getting bigger, your quads are not going to be getting bigger. So yeah, that's kind of my take on it. Obviously, everyone, I think it should be kind of 80-20 split, maybe 70-30 at most, 70% resistance training, 30% conditioning or cardio. And that's a kind of good split I like to go with with my clients. Yeah, and you're using words there that I can't even spell. No. <laughs> you're using words there that I can't spell. I, mean, I blame it on being Welsh and second language in English. Um, so... You but, speak Welsh, yeah, obviously, yeah. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I was, right, yeah. I was taught English when I was about eight or nine. So, have you, got, have you heard of Gaelic? Sorry, have you heard our language called Gaelic? Yeah, uh, yeah, a little bit, but I've not like I've not spoken or or more more west, uh, west northwest Scotland. They, they speak Gaelic, so it's a different language. Um, so it'd be like Kimarahahu, Hagumatapale, that's Gaelic. Um, that's all I know. I know. That basically means, how are you? I think. Yeah, <laughs> I think. And then there's the other one that says, be salva. And it basically means, shut up or be quiet. My Agalic oh. teacher used to always say it to me in school. They'd be like, it'd be like Ian, be salva. And it basically means, be quiet. That's the only ones I remember. <laughs> and is that from when you were in school, is it? Or Yeah, yeah. We basically, or I don't know if all schools do that. My school had a, a Gaelic kind of focus as such. So, yeah, it was pretty cool, to be honest. Was that in high school or... Uh... Primary. That was high school. Right, okay. High school, yeah. How can you, how can you, well, say that. So we were in, we was obviously in high school, we, were, we had Welsh, English and French. Yeah. Uh, and Welsh being like all science, math, stuff like that, all were in Welsh. Um, yeah. And we had one, two lessons a week that were in English. Um, the other, how many lessons were all in Welsh? So it's a bit strange sometimes when someone says a, a, a word that, might seem a basic English word, and I'm like, never heard of that. <laughs> nah, that's fair. And it's the same when I'm when I when I think. Sometimes I've got to translate the word in from Welsh to English because I'm not too sure of the right word to use on it. Mm. Um, fair. Yeah, it's it's a little different um, with all that. To be fair with you, so going forward now, uh, you mentioned you got a business mentor, you got your gym set up, you got pretty much. Uh, what a lot of people would want what does the next three months 12 months five years what's what's have you, what's your visions in them yeah so it's um it's a weird one because like i said in the dream since i've been 14 like a lot of people become a pt because of oh, what am i going to do since i've been like 13 14 i used to race uh, motocross at a pretty high level and i had a coach then and the, as soon as i had that coach sending kennedy he was class 
Um, still keep in touch with him today. Um, that's why he's why I'm in this industry, essentially. I knew I wanted to open a gym. That was my long-term goal. And see, once I did it, most biggest anticlimax I've ever had in my life. Not, I feel empty. I don't feel anything. It's weird. But because my standards are so high and I know exactly where I want to be, right now, it's, it's the hype around the city. Everyone wants to go to the training club. It's the best-looking gym. It's got the best coaches. Um, it's got the best vibe. It's got the best tunes, unless my country music's on. It's, 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 it's the place to be, essentially. Um, but right now, it's obviously we can't do group PT and stuff at the moment. That's what the training club is basically going to be, is more group PT stuff. So it's going to be the exact same as a one-to-one PT session in terms of the structure. Um, but it's going to be in a group of kind of eight to 12 people. And that's how we're going to structure it. But right now we can't do that yet. So I think once that we get that rolling forward and then people realize, I think they realize already that we're the best in, in the area or in the country um, and people start coming here for the group PT, then it'll kind of really hit home and be like, fuck, I've, I've created this. Um, yeah. So the goals going forward is very sharply what people realize or people already do basically to be the best in the country in terms of group PT or a facility coaches, what we're delivering and just go over and above, which I think we've created already. And, and then going forward to be to keep kind of excelling and then open up different facilities. So we want the training club to be um, not a franchise, but a franchise for ourselves. So just multiple locations. So we'll go out West in Scotland, up North and um, East, South and kind of make it a branch. So I'll be controlling say another new branch. Connor will be controlling another branch um, or facility and we'll also be controlling another one. Um, so yeah, that's the kind of goal going forward um, over the next few weeks, few years, say five years to be realistic. Um, in terms of my academy, so it's a completely separate business. Um, the academy is like online coaching, but I run it. I do all the content. I do all the programming. I do all the education stuff, but I have other coaches doing check-ins for me. So they've right. got their own club. They come to me and I give them to other coaches um, right. academy. And in terms of that, I just keep growing it and then take that to be the best transformation platform in Scotland. Um, that's a goal with that. So I've got big goals. Um, I'm not shy to say either. I think if you just put it, your foot across and say what you want, it'll manifest it into reality because I've manifested this into reality and stuff. So, yeah, it's exciting. Um, to be honest, the idea of the training club actually came from me and Wallace when we were absolutely smashed in the middle of Ushuaia and Ibiza, to be honest. Um, yeah, I was actually saying that um, I had a Zoom for the training club people and I explained it to them. We were like pretty hefty on the booze in Ibiza um, and in the middle of Ushuaia, um, which is like an outdoor venue in Ibiza. Um, open roof so there's no roof for that and there's planes flying over and you know when you get that kind of happy love drunk you're like your mates oh I love you you're my best pal all that. we had that but like we were like oh let's create this gym we'll make it like this that and then we'll also be like yeah then we'll do this and I was like yeah and then we'll, we'll make it like this and then just like smash talking shit <laughs> and then we, we woke up the next morning and we, we kept going to the same place for breakfast we'll also have like a coffee and that me and my mates would be on like back on the booze uh, for breakfast and that and then we were like shit Remember we were talking about that last night? He's like, yeah, he's like, oh, well, let's do it. And then we just kept ticking away, ticking away, ticking away. And then the, like a year later, the gym we were working out of got closed down. And we are like, ah, fuck it. Let's open our own place. So, yeah. And then, yeah, it's snowballed from there. So, like I said, we'll hopefully go back to Ibiza and get some more good ideas. Um, All the best yeah, places so, have for Ibiza, don't they? Yeah, we'll call it an, a business trip. So um, Yeah, well, you could put it down as a business trip, I'm sure. Um, yeah, somehow we'll, we'll bend it somehow. Yeah, um, listen, there, there's ways and means. Um, yeah. Just to, exactly. just, say, just say there's a business meeting with uh, Lineker or something in Ocean Beach. <laughs> Ocean Beach, the training club is Ocean Beach there. Like we'll, we'll, it, we'll make it work. It, it might happen. And talking about Ibiza, it wasn't one of your prizes for your last transformation? 
Yeah, shit, I forgot about that. Yeah, it was a holiday at Ibiza, that's right, yeah. Um, yeah, basically, part of the academy. It was like 12-week effort. Um, the winner got a, trans- uh, a holiday at Ibiza um, paid for with one of the persons, so they got to bring a, f- a friend or partner or whatever. Um, so, yeah, girl Shannon won that. She had such smash transformation. Uh, looks class. Um, and it was well-deserved. Um, I say no electricity here. Um, and it was well-deserved. So, yeah, she'll be going to Ibiza whenever the restrictions lift. Flights and accommodation paid for. And for her and whoever she chooses, so yeah, it was good, uh, good marketing as well. And uh, people were like that, how do, you, how can you afford to do that? And it's like, it's not as if I got paid amounts of money. It's just like, I guess, clever marketing. It pays for itself. I take that into consideration and stuff. So, and I guess people working hard again. That's for an, it's a bit of an extrinsic motivator. But yeah. um, to be honest, I didn't really mention it was just to get people in the door. Once they're in the door, I didn't mention the whole day at all. So it was actually more intrinsic. And then in the end, like a week before, like by the way, you're in the running to win this, and then. She- it, so. so people knew entering what the prize was throughout it never mentioned it and towards the end it was like don't forget where you're in it was that bad that i didn't mention that much i think people probably thought i wasn't actually going to give it away and um, because i just didn't mention it and then people were like, oh you're still giving away the holiday and i was like yeah it's, it's the prize but i just don't want you going to the gym thinking oh i'll get a hold of tabifa it's not what i was wanting and um, what you change your life and if you do well enough and boom there's a holiday and um, we'll do another one soon uh, probably probably Ibiza again. I might even do it so I'm the person that goes though. <laughs> um. Well, um, you mentioned that, and um, James Smith does a, does a very similar one. He joins them on a the holiday, um, so he has yeah. x many people. Um, I think whatever thousand he was pay, happy to pay to us. And I understand that the scales of obviously he's got twenty eight thousand people in his Facebook group members or whatever, but the same sort of vibe and, and I, I find it brilliant and to be able to go doing they you've worked really hard you deserve that and I, I think that's a, a really I say in very intrinsic motivation in for them but yet again they're not realizing how many different ways they're changing their life in this 12 weeks or uh, eight weeks or whatever um going forward and they're learning so much from from yourself as you mentioned one, if not the best coach in Scotland, and probably up there in the UK, to be honest with you. Um, That's you... a compliment. I'll take that. I'll take that. Be realistic with me and tell me who else is up there. There, yeah, we, it's, go. Um, there we go. I don't, to be honest, you know, the funny thing is, like, my business partners, Walsh and Connor, they're, they're very into fitness and know, like, they've got to rattle off names of, like, you know, like fitness people now. And see if you mention someone's fit in the fitness industry's name, I'd be like, who the fuck's that? Like, yeah. I just don't know anyone. Uh, I don't really care about anyone. To be honest. It's in the nicest way. Not in like a, a, a arrogant or ignorant way. I'm just not, I'm the least fitness fitness person. And I yeah. think that's how people can relate to me a lot more. Like I don't sit down and watch YouTube videos of like some fitness vlogger. I just hate that shit. I don't like doing bicep curls in front of the mirror. I'm just not that guy. So um, I think that helped me a lot with my business because I don't sit, eat, sleep and breathe fitness. I love it. I love feeling fit. I love looking good. And I love being strong, fit and have a good performance level and helping people but I have very very as soon as I leave the gym I just drop that I don't think about I don't go home and watch um you know videos of fitness stuff I watch like like ex-criminals and podcasts and stuff you know like the, under, the underworld and shit like that I quite, quite like that so I'm totally different person I quite with um, you, go home, you go home listen to Alan Jackson <laughs> I don't know that oh can be yeah now I'm Luke Combs Florida Georgia line, they're, they're mighty. Luke Combs and Florida Georgia line, you can't go far wrong there. So. 
Um, I, I have to mention that because uh, the family up in Scotland, they're, they're hot on Alan Jackson and country music. So uh, I'll be going yeah. out to the weekend, having a few beers and probably enjoying some country music myself. So uh, yeah, I, I know what that's like. So you know, I get uh, slagged for that. Like Not slagged, but people come in the gym and be like, oh, who's got the country music on? Like, it's my music. Stop complaining about it. <laughs> so, um, I mean, they're there to work out and not listen to music. If they want to go out on a night out, then there's a different way exactly. to that. I, I was telling myself very similar, and you mentioned you don't breathe fitness and stuff. When I come home, I want to watch. I, I watch Netflix and watch. I mean, I, if there's something I need to look at, I will look at it. I mean, if someone says, "Oh, I've done this, that, and the other," how do I, how can you help me? I'll do it. But when it comes to programs and stuff, I, I as you mentioned, I enjoyed just watching crime and who did it, sort of Netflix series yeah. and stuff like that. And I mean, and. I, I just I love MMA and boxing and stuff, to be honest with you. Um, and I know you're a big fan yourself. And I, I just before we got on the thing, I saw your story. Um, I'm going to touch a little bit about it, um, how insulting uh, it is at the moment um, with, with people who have grafted hard and not going to make half as much money. Um, yeah, shit. It's... It is. Uh, and, but I, I don't defend them one bit. But they've made their living from viral hits. And guess what? They've done it again yesterday. Uh, he released a TikTok this morning um, say, showing the full video where he says, I'm going to steal his hat and I'm going to cause havoc. And he just did perfectly what he said he was going to do. And he did the same in the UFC. He did the same in everything. And someone's going to get hurt. It is, yeah. It's. I mean, if they were doing it with... Once again, we're not stereotyping footballers, but if they did it on the football field, you can get away with a little bit more. If they did it in other sports, maybe. But this is not a sport to mess about, is it? Um, it's like, it's, I don't know, it's just, you see, I know like a few box, pro boxers and stuff, um, and they've been grafting since they're like kind of eight years old, you know, day and day in the gym and stuff. And then these guys come, well, a big social media following and just talk shit. And it's just a money fight. And it's, it's I feel like it's just embarrassing the sport a little bit. Yeah. In terms of like in terms of you know people have been working hard grafting their whole life dedicating their life to it. Some guy comes a few million followers and got twenty million on, on the line for a fight. I can understand why the guys are taking it because they have family to feed and they're trying to kind of set them out self up yeah. for the future. But it's like you're just skipping over these pro boxers or pro MMA fighters and that. It's like it's just it, I just think it's just degrading the sport essentially and just making it look cheap. But and the thing is, people keep like even Daniel Cormier. People not like are responding to them, and it's like, like this McGregor, or whoever else. This is that's what they want, and it's like these are actually fit to actually respond to it because that's what's giving them the limelight. It's like, like how he's not understanding. Hundred percent, and uh, they, this is what every every single event now you will see. I will not be surprised if they're not at the Canelo Smith Saunders fight and taking the limelight there. I won't be surprised if they'll be at every uh, UFC next month. He'll be there again causing havoc he's got Bispin talking about him McGregor talking about him he's got someone he's got Mayweather who's 50 and 0 who got three or four press conferences with McGregor who's probably one of the best shit talker in the business at his best he didn't even flinch to him yeah and now this has come and to me I think it was a circus I think a lot of it was staged I think they knew what they were doing um, because no punches got really thrown a little you bit. might be a Ben Askren fight. Is that what you mean? No, no, I mean the stunt, stunt from yesterday with a hat and stuff. It, it, it's 
it feeds to their ego, doesn't it? And and as you mentioned, with uh, a lot of this could relate to fitness. Just because someone's got a big following doesn't mean they're talking. Uh, they know what they're talking about. Yeah, for sure. You see all the time people hundred thousand followers and they're just posting shit yeah. and just like putting out miscon mis miseducation and stuff. But you, you see it all the time, and people will believe them because they've got a following and. There's a new thing on Instagram now where you can get rid of it. You can hide your likes, apparently, coming in. And for me, I'll happily hide my likes. I'm not bothered. Doing yeah. that. It's not something that I inspire to. Oh, wait a minute. My post has had 24,000 likes and I've had no clients for, that can resemble with that. I'd rather help one yeah. person go, do you know what? That helped me. Thank you very much. That one message back off a post helps me a lot more than having X many thousand followers. Uh, you'll see um, if that happens you'll probably see people posting more because people post and they're like looking for likes like they're like oh shit didn't, didn't get as many likes I'll delete that I'm really lucky in the fact that I don't give a shit about you see people say I don't care what people think about you obviously I do because I want my clients to, to see me as the, the, the not the idol but the person they want to kind of replicate and stuff and get towards that I care about what they think but everyone else is like I'm very lucky I don't get I see through the smoke and mirror of Instagram and all the bullshit and I don't care if my post gets kind of 20 likes or 200 likes. Yeah. Um, and I'm probably actually lucky. I do, I do get a very good engagement on Instagram actually, but um, yeah, a lot of people, like, I don't put filters on my stuff. I don't, you know, edit my photos or anything like that because I don't really care. I just post it raw. Yeah. And a lot of people that I know are like, oh no, I need to get the right angle and stuff. It's like, mate, post the fucking photo. Just like, it's yeah. you. It's like, that's not actually you. Like, just post the thing and it's like, yeah. and yeah I understand why people do it because like, even like girls and stuff oh no like my glutes don't that's not the right angle or like because everyone else is getting that perfect angle and that's why people go on Instagram and feel so depressed because they're looking at that person and be like oh why don't I look like that but she took yeah. 30 photos to look like that and she doesn't even look like that either so it's like what yeah. chance have you got and no wonder people are editing photos now because um, luckily I've got a girlfriend and stuff so I couldn't give a fuck about how I look on Instagram or or like what girls like my photos and stuff like that. Obviously, when you're single, you're like, oh, who's 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 liking the photos? Like, yeah, you know yeah, I mean? yeah. like I just don't give a damn now. Um, total settled basically, and obviously, I'm not trying to kind of entertain anyone else. But that's why I just like whatever photo goes up goes up, and I just pick one. Oh, you know what? That was that was a good day. That was a good time. I'll, I'll fire that on my Instagram, and it's just like so much more chilled. And it's like people, I, social media doesn't consume my life, but a lot of people are just like, fuck, how am I going to look here and that? And it's. Yeah, it's a, it's a dangerous way to be because it plays havoc with the mental health, for sure. Yeah, I can't agree more. And I'm very similar to you in I, one photo, and that's it. I don't really need second, third, fourth, change angle, change lighting. I'm not bothered. Do you know what I mean? I'm really not bothered. I've not had a haircut in three weeks. Do you know what I mean? I'm not... <laughs> you think... I, like in, in where I work, there's lads who will get a haircut regular, weekly, weekly, regular. They're on the sunbeds every week. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> to be fair, <laughs> I, I get a haircut nearly every week, and I, I I've been smashing some heads this week. But yeah, so to be fair, I'm, yeah. I walk straight into that one. But I mean, in general, yeah, yeah. But it's not 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 just that. It's they do it for social media, not for to to make themselves feel better. It's for fair. other people to accept them, other people to doing. Once again, the branding of clothing is important to people to be recognised with someone who has money and all this. And it's not, it's and it's for a social media, impressing people who don't give a fuck about you. Literally. And it's like the £500 Gucci, £500 Alexander McQueen's or Gucci shoes, whatever they wear. Like I wear, I've got a 65 pair of, of vans on it because 
this is this is where Vans mate. Comfy. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I, I'm exactly the same as you. Um, I, I'm, I, I refuse to I refuse to spend silly to try and impress someone else because someone else has got a, a new car or a new pair of trainers to try and outdo them. It's And I think a lot of things are happening, a lot of this has happened on social media because you see someone, they look good, I want to look like that. And there was an advert the other day where someone had put um, padding on their bum to make the glutes look bigger. To, yes to a, a, a clothing brand and I'm like, it's going ridiculous, it's getting ridiculous and people are worried, uh, uh, concerned of why there's so much bullshit in the industry. And there will always be bullshit whilst you're still pi- buying it. Every product that gets bought that's bullshit will keep getting bigger and bigger. The supplement store uh, is ridiculous um, at the moment, to be honest with you. Um, yeah, there's not much you can do, you just have to do your own thing and not not give a fuck about what they're doing really. Yeah, no, I, I agree, mate. I agree. Um, but yeah, no, nah, um, that, that was brilliant to be fair with you, mate. I can't thank you enough for coming on the podcast. Um, and if you are listening on Apple, uh, please hit the five-star review. That will help with visibility and also my ratings in the charts. I'm not going to bullshit you. Um, I've been in the charts once. So I want to go back in there. So, um, but yeah, Ian, thank you very much, mate. No stress, mate. Thanks for having me on as well. So, all good.